This podcast is brought to you by Link, simply the best way to learn languages. After you listen to the podcast, sign up for a free account at Link, L-I-N-G-Q dot com, and study the full transcript using Link's revolutionary learning tools. Hi, Jill. Hi, Steve. You know one thing I was thinking about, Jill? English. You know, I don't know if English is easier or more difficult than other languages, but what do you think makes English difficult? I think one of the main issues is, um, well, I mean, of course you've got to learn vocabulary like in any language, but I think English is quite illogical. They're illogical. Illogical. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are a number of words that sound the same mm-hmm. but are spelt differently, mean something completely different, and even native speakers often have trouble spelling or choosing the correct spelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so spelling's difficult, and which in turn causes problems with pronunciation mm-hmm. because words are there's silent letters and mm-hmm. there's you know, thought is T-H-O-U-G-H-T. Some words that have an E at the end would, will create will create um, a certain sound, but then another word with an E at the end won't create that same sound. Mm-hmm. And, and I was with uh, my nieces this weekend, and they are six and eight years old. Mm-hmm. So learning to read and spell, and well, the eight-year-old's learning to write mm-hmm. and spell. And... Um, so she's really quite into it. She likes school, and so mm-hmm. she wanted to spell a lot of different words. And she would say, "Oh, how do you spell this?" and and I would always say, "You can do it. Sound it out." And mm-hmm. so she would try every time. And most times she would get the word right, or mm-hmm. or pretty close anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a lot of times there was just something little and. Sounding it out, she was right. It should have been spelled that way. Mm-hmm. But because it's English, <laughs> there's all these different weird things that happen that oh, cause a lot of problems. And there's a lot of native speakers who cannot spell. I know. I know. Now, what's the solution there? I mean, and if it's difficult for native speakers, it must be even more difficult for people coming from another language where the letters already have a value for them mm-hmm. in that language. Mm-hmm. And most languages are more uh, logical, as you put it, in, in terms of the writing system. So uh, what are some of the words that, that your nieces had trouble with? I'm just trying to think now. Um, she was writing a song, a Christmas song. Uh, so there's word, there was... Sleigh bells. Sleigh. You know, sleigh, for example. And yeah. bow, and yeah. um, the word friend wasn't there. Uh, you know, I find that I even have to think sometimes, and I remember, I before E except after C. You know, I, I do that all the time, Yeah, I have to say. And of course, then there are many exceptions mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Like there, T-H-E-I-R, mm-hmm. and oh, there's neighbor, there's many exceptions. But g- right. generally, the rule is I before E mm. except after the letter C, except after C. Right. Um, but that's the other problem with English, and maybe it's with all languages, that there are so many exceptions. There's mm-hmm. a rule, mm-hmm. but then there's so many exceptions to the rule. Right. And so people might learn a rule, mm-hmm. and they apply it every time in right. all situations, Right. and that's just not right. Right, and there's so many of them to learn. Yeah. Um, but I wonder what are the 
things about English that make it more difficult. Uh, you hear people talking about phrasal verbs mm -hmm. that in other languages you might have one verb, whereas in English there's a lot of go up, go in, mm -hmm. go out, mm -hmm. you know, get out. Like, what, I, what am I getting out of this? We, we had our thing on get, right? Right. So phrasal verbs might be something. Some people say that uh, the absence of a more structured grammar in English in a way is easier, but mm -hmm. in a way is more difficult because then it becomes more idiomatic. So yeah, you have to true. learn a lot of these. I think with phrasal verbs or phrases in general, so many of them, if you pick apart the phrase, mm -hmm. if you take each individual word, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. No. The phrase does not mean mm -hmm. what those individual words mean right. together. And so you have to... You have to really learn it as a phrase. You, you have, have to, to learn, learn the phrases, yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, what was your experience when you studied French, which is a little more logical, although there are things that are not logical in French, but mm -hmm. I think it's generally more, certainly more structured mm -hmm. grammatically than mm -hmm. English. What did you find difficult there? I think with French, um, probably with most languages, grammar was an issue with me, still mm -hmm. is a big issue. Meaning All what, verbs the different or tense, what aspect? The verb tenses, mm -hmm. many different verb tenses and all the different endings and mm -hmm. the different auxiliary verbs mm -hmm. and all these different... And then getting into the conditional and the subjunctive. Yeah, yeah, when you use the subjunctive, it's only with certain words mm -hmm. um, like wish mm -hmm. and those sorts of... Thoughts that you would right. use a subjunctive, and so I think that um, definitely I have a problem with mm -hmm. verb tenses. Yeah, which probably you would not get over unless you were in a situation where you were using it all the time, mm -hmm. because you could sort of really study it to death and master it for an exam. But then if you didn't use the language for three months, it would be gone. Yep. You have to develop that that all habit. Over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And Spanish was the same. Spanish is so similar to French mm -hmm. as far as right. verb tenses. Right. Uh, but Spanish is easier, I think, than mm -hmm. French. The spelling is very easy, and that's one thing about Spanish. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think Spanish has has tremendous potential. I mean, it already is an international language, but I think it will grow as an international mm -hmm. language. First of all, because the spelling is so true. You know, unlike French even. French yeah. is better than English, but still in French there's funny spelling. Uh, and Spanish, you know, is popular. Yeah, people know that there's many hundreds of millions of Spanish speakers, but I think Span Spanish is connected with fun mm -hmm. in a way. Don't you think yeah. so? Yeah, I think so. We think of this sunny climate. We think of of uh, you know Latin music and and uh, fun C certain words like ole and andale uh, and andale hola <laughs> yeah so and and I think the thought that if people believe that it is easier that helps them mm -hmm. because if you've got this great obstacle you say geez I can't learn that language it's too difficult mm -hmm. I can never do it mm -hmm. that weighs you down so people think Spanish is relatively easy to learn which I think it is and it's fun and I might. You know, if you're living in Europe, you can go to Spain. If you're living in North America, you can go to Mexico or you can go to South America. Central so you get America. Central America, as you did, mm -hmm. visiting in Central America. And, of course, there are more and more Spanish speakers in, in the United States or even here in Canada. So, Yeah, yeah and I think... Uh, and Spanish is just a lovely language, too. Mm -hmm. I, I, it sounds pretty. It's a, it's a nice language to mm -hmm. learn. And many people do speak it. Although, I, mean, I must say that I like the sound of other languages, too. 
Uh, I like the sound of French. I like the sound of Italian. And well, yeah, all the yeah, romance languages the romance are language. for sure my favorite sounding. But, you know, I like hearing any language well-spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandarin or Japanese or even German, or, which isn't really all that nice sounding a language <laughs> or, or dutch you know even mm-hmm. less so but and i don't know any dutch but if you know the language when you hear someone express themselves very well in the language it's always a pleasure mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure but yeah for singing I, I think i'd rather hear someone sing in italian than in german or dutch i agree <laughs> <laughs> you know, for example yeah and so what did you find most difficult about some of the languages you learned oh well, Okay, if I take Chinese, well, let's start with French, which was the first one that I sort of tried to master. I think it was the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. I worked quite hard on my French pronunciation. And obviously these tenses and so forth and so on. And uh, and mainly I, I ended up going to France, so I had to use it a lot, and gradually I just got better at it. With Chinese, of course, the big obstacle is the characters. Of course. You've got to learn those characters. That's a lot of work. It's just a lot of work. It's not difficult in the sense of trying to understand nuclear physics or something. There's mm-hmm. no comprehension issue. There's no, you know, you don't have to be smart to do it. You just have to put in the time. And it's a lot a of lot drudgery. Of yeah. A lot of drudgery. And people say that, oh, yeah, but there are radicals. You know, there are components of the characters that repeat. But, you know, it doesn't help you a lot. <laughs> because a character has... 10, 12, 15 different strokes and you have to remember the individual stroke order and I had to learn 4,000 of these each one with 10, 12, 15 strokes it's a lot of work see it's just so daunting that I I can't even imagine undertaking such a task (laughs) you gotta have a system and uh, you know I took 8 months Uh, Mark who uh, when he started with Japanese he went at studying the characters he worked very hard at it with flashcards and stuff and he learned 1800 characters in I mean you can do it Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of dedication you have to want to do it you have to want to do it and uh, you know it's not as much fun as listening and reading Mm -hmm. but it's not uninteresting because I kind of like the characters now that I I think they're really beautiful they're beautiful and there are some things and it's very it's history it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a writing system that in a way it's primitive mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a, a you know you're representing um you know the the meaning rather than the sound and obviously if you can just represent the sound it's more efficient but i like them but it's a lot of work so that was a problem and then the tones are a problem mm-hmm. but the structure of the language the way they use their words is not difficult at all mm-hmm. there's no difficult grammar uh there are some patterns that are different from english but a lot of the word order is the same as english mm-hmm. and so there's some initial strange things, like when they say, uh, are you going? They say, you go, not go. Mm-hmm. That's how they say it. You go, not go. <laughs> so when you first encounter you go, not go, it's a little difficult. But after a while, all these strange structures, as with any language, start to become natural. Right. So that was the biggest problem there. With Japanese, the different levels of politeness is a right. problem. And also the fact that they use effectively three writing systems, which I think is so inefficient. But that's their language. It's not for us to criticize the language. It's like English. Objectively, the spelling system is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But that's how it has evolved. So that's what we have to learn. That's right. And I agree with you on French. Yeah, as we said, the grammar in German as well. And I just gave up trying to remember all those... Der, die, and das. Der, die, das, all the <laughs> endings. I couldn't remember it. But after a while, you you just, you know, use it, to, you know. And so, that, uh, yeah. But those are some of the difficulties. Um, 
Korean is quite similar to Japanese. And and what happens, one last thing on those East Asian languages, once you've put the effort into learning characters and learning the Chinese vocabulary, that'll be 50% of the vocabulary in Japanese and Korean. Right. So that's a big help there, too. So your nieces are, uh, but it's good that they like learning. That's the main thing. Well, the eight-year-old does. The six-year-old right. refuses. She refuses? refuses? She refuses at school and at home to to learn to read, to learn to write. She just wants no part of it. <laughs> And what are you going to do? <laughs> well, it's not that she can't do it. It's just she doesn't want to be told she has to do it. So so they're they're struggling with basically using bribery. You can you can only play with your webkins on the computer after you've done half an hour of words mm-hmm. or you know, you can't do this until you do this. But um, the the that's te- not bribery. That's coercion. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're taking <laughs> away. You're works. not giving anything. That's true. That's yeah. right. And uh, but the teacher too even said because most kids, even if they won't do something for their parents, mm-hmm. they will do it at least for a teacher mm-hmm. or for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But even the teacher asked them, "How do you deal with this? What do you do?" And she she's by no means. A dumb child. She's mm-hmm. very intelligent, very mm-hmm. capable. She's mm-hmm. just being stubborn. She just, for some reason, has it in her mind that she's not going to be told she has to do this. Now, is she like that in other things? Um, I, she, I guess she's a little bit stubborn. She's, she's definitely got her own mind, mm-hmm. definitely. But she's just go- going to... She, You know, with her, actually, it's mostly laziness. Mm-hmm. And we all joke about it. Anything that requires effort, even if it's art, which she loves, mm-hmm. as soon as she's got to put in a little more effort, she's done with her picture or she's done with whatever she's doing. She's just, she would sit on the couch and watch shows and she's just lazy. And that's basically what it comes down to. But she'll learn that. Mm-hmm. Now, how were you as a child? Were you lazy too? Or were you a very mm-hmm. diligent, hardworking I was, I guess I was a little bit of both. I think I always wanted to do well at school. I mm-hmm. cared about my my marks and my grades, so I did always do well. Mm-hmm. But I can't say I put in a lot of effort with homework. My mom wasn't the type of parent who said, okay, do you have homework? Let's get it out, do it, check mm-hmm. it. Never, ever did she do that. It was kind of just left to us. And what if we did it, we didn't. If we didn't, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I basically never did. Mm-hmm. But we always managed, you know, the 15 minutes before school started, we always got there early. We'd cram in our homework or we'd, we'd get it done somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I guess I was lazy in that sense. So you mean maybe your niece has some of these genes? <laughs> well, no, but she's not. She's Chris's niece, actually. Oh, she's Chris's yeah. niece. Okay, so. all right. No, not related to me. <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we've kind of covered on some of the things that make English difficult or other languages difficult, but I guess uh, the example of your nieces, uh, the older one is keen and mm-hmm. uh, likes it, enjoys it, and so she's going to overcome any difficulties. And the younger one, hopefully, will also she'll catch learn. Up. <laughs> she'll catch up. And I think the important thing with English, well, for me anyway, as far as spelling goes and vocabulary growth is is just to read a lot native speakers need to read a lot so true and if you've seen a word spelled spelled correctly several times Mm -hmm. you will learn how to spell that word 
And I might add, so read a lot for sure. And the other thing, of course, that we hope that the link system does for people is make them better at noticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pass, you know, the word okay, perceive, conceive, whatever, and you never pay much attention to it. And then you spell it wrong one day, and so now you spelled it wrong. You, and then thereafter, you might start noticing, receive, perceive, conceive every time you see the word. Right. So certain things, and that's why we we ask people to save words, and when they have something corrected, to to really go and look at the things that they got wrong. And if they start noticing those words or those kinds of structures, because we can see a lot of things and not see. You know what I mean? Exactly. You have to become more observant of right. what goes on. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. Bye-bye.